Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, Bakken Economy, we bring you an interview from Dean Bankson, research professor at North Dakota State University. Dean and his colleague Nancy Hoder have been studying the Bakken since 2011 and have been dissecting numerous amounts of data and information. Here is a portion of my interview with NDSU research scientist Dean Bankson on the Bakken Economy. Dean Bangson, Research Scientist, Department of Agribusiness and Applied Economics, North Dakota State University. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the study that you guys did out in western North Dakota. Sure. One one of the the big problems we've had is uh, coming up with an idea of where employment's going to go, what housing's going to do, what population change is going to be. And as you maybe have learned from what Nancy had told you, that um, a lot of the existing tools just were not going to provide us with the answers we were looking for. And so we decided to to use uh, projections of employment as a means to start answering some of these other questions. And so we developed a model to track uh, employment change within the petroleum industry, which is by far the biggest uh, catalyst of change in in the Williston Basin. And then um, we looked at how these regions within the Williston Basin that are associated with our trade areas, Dickinson, Williston, and Minot, are doing. um, And we kind of combined that with expectations for future employment change to come up with some projections. And they pull in uh, some of the dynamic change that's occurring in the petroleum industry, we're looking at change that's occurring in our other industries. We're looking at employment that we expect to have that's going to go with the growth in the petroleum industry and uh, kind of all rolled those into a series of projections looking at uh, different sizes of the oil patch, different paces of development, and kind of give some people some guidance on, on where this thing's heading, you know, how big is it going to be. You mentioned a couple which I imagine are in the employment model, but what were some of the factors that uh, you were able to put into this employment model? Well, I guess one of the, the couple of real key things, one is um, being able to try to anticipate how employment in the industry is going to map out. We know that recently um, most of the employment growth in the industry has been driven by uh, jobs associated with well fracking, well drilling, construction, the development part of this industry. As we look at how this industry will mature over the next 20, 25 years, we're going to see employment change from one being dominated by you know, kind of a temporary job, a transient job, a, you know, a career construction per person into the people that will need to run our pipelines and they need to maintain the oil wells, need to run the gas plants, do the, the oil refining and, and work and service the oil wells. So we have, we're looking more at, at trying to be able to model the dynamics within that industry. And part of the challenge is, is that, you know, we've had a, a lot of housing constraints. So at what point do we think we can start to get some of the secondary jobs? the jobs in retail, the jobs in personal services, medical personnel, school teachers, all those support jobs that go into rounding out our community profiles. Um, At what point can we get those jobs to start coming back in that uh, haven't had a chance to catch up with the rapid growth we've seen in the the oil and gas industry? And then the third component that we're looking at is, uh, you know, believe it or not, (laughs) uh, you know, petroleum's not the only industry in western North Dakota. We got tourism, we got ag. There's a strong manufacturing presence in Dickinson. You know, we got jobs associated with uh, all of the Air Force activities in the Minot Air Base here in town. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to capture all of that and trying to give a real dynamic picture of what we think the future is going to hold. The uh, economic contribution um, study that was done, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, we do a lot of economic contribution studies. What, what we're doing with those studies is we're looking at kind of what is the business volume, what is the dollar volume that's generated by an industry or an activity or even a program, 
Um, and we, uh, we generally like to engage the industries that we're working with and have them help provide us uh, information that's specific to what they do. So when we do a study for petroleum industry or we do a study for uh, manufacturing or something, we go to the people that are in the industry. And what that study that we're talking about was we, we've done four of them, um, and each time we've gone to the industry and we've asked them, can you tell us what you're spending in the state? Can you tell us how much, uh, what, what are you spending your money on? And we also look at some other revenue streams. So we're trying to measure how many dollars are being put into the North Dakota economy. And then we go uh, into some modeling processes. We use some input-output modeling, and we trace how the purchase of goods and services from the petroleum industry translate into additional business volume in other economic sectors. And um, you know the methodology is pretty straightforward, but the numbers that we saw uh, with this last study were were staggering. Define staggering, if you would, just uh, with maybe. Yeah, is there any examples that you can give? Uh? Well, it, it, we, we've seen you know we break the industry into its various components, and and we uh, we saw a thousand percent increase That's in staggering. the in the in, in the gross business volume associated with the, the development of the, of our shale resources. You know the well drilling and well mm-hmm. construction, all that. Um, the industry as a whole has increased over 500% from 2005 to 2011. Um, arguably now, depending upon what metric you'd like to use, it's clearly one of our biggest industries. Um, it's, uh, all indications are that this industry is, is not going to slow down. You know, we might temper the pace a little bit, but uh, you know, we're talking about a gross business volume over $30 billion. Um, that's, a, that's a tremendous amount of business activity. Um, you know, not just in the Williston Basin, but those are statewide numbers. This uh, main study, the Economic Indicators and Forecast, where, which was essentially three different studies into one, how, how long have you been uh, doing this study in the oil patch? You, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, earlier off, off interview that you kind of took the torch over from a previous uh, professor. We've been doing this type of research uh, in, in DSU. I've been there 25 years. My colleague, Dr. Nancy Hoder, has been there probably almost 15. Um, we've done a lot of uh, you know industry assessments, tracked trends in, in population and tracking trends in employment and that type of thing. We got very specific into looking at questions associated with Williston Basin in 2011. So we've been, you know, digging into these issues, uh, developing new models, uh, assessing, uh, you know, f- uh, coming up with new estimates of the industry size. Uh, it's been it's been a big part of our, our work effort over the last two years. Uh, one of the anecdotal trends I often hear is that oh, it's it's going to bust again like the 80s. That's uh, contrary to what I hear from a lot of these conferences from people, a 20-, 30-year play. Um, did you look at any of those historicals uh, from the bust years, say, of the 80s, uh, out in the oil patch along there when it came to these, any type of the studies? Uh, historical data, how did that play into this uh, particular study? Well, the, you know, the, the, oil, the oil boom and bust of the 80s is, is historical by current standards. <laughs> a lot has changed since then. Um, you know, That's true, actually. It, 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 of, it, it, it's it a whole different game. A much different game. Um, you know, that uh, Part of, of whether you t- would rely on some of the historical numbers or whether you would, you would choose not to look at them is whether they still hold context to what's happening now. And, you know, the, the boom and bust that occurred in, in the 80s was driven by a completely different set of economic factors than what's happening now. And so you know, there's always that concern when you see a rapid ramp up in a natural resource or an extraction-based industry that, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go up and come right back down again. And, you know, what's different really with what's going on now is that the, the target 
the, the formation that we're looking at extracting oil and gas from isn't isn't a microfracture. It isn't an anticline. It isn't something very small. Thousands and thousands of square miles. And we're just getting started. It all holds oil. And it's all different now because this is a resource play, not a price play. And so what we have here is we have an industry that is going to slowly and surely try to get as much oil out of this resource as they can. You know, economics will play a factor in, in how rapidly that, that takes place. And, and uh, technology will play a factor in how much of it we can get out of the ground. But it's a, it's a complete game changer. And, you know, it's not unique to North Dakota. I mean, we were one of the first ones to see that the the shale play uh, renaissance in, in domestic energy, but um, you know there are other shale plays around the country that are experiencing substantial growth um, and, and and witnessing a revamp up of domestic production. You know we just happen to have one of the biggest laboratories right now in, in in the Williston Basin. To hear the entire interview with NDSU researcher Dean Banks, and visit buildingthebakken.com. That concludes this edition of Building the Bakken. To hear full-length interviews, read transcripts, articles, see photographs, or watch video interviews, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. Next week on Building the Bakken, a feature story on aviation. Has the aviation industry helped transform the Bakken? Has the Bakken helped transform the aviation industry? Till next week, I'm your host, Jason Spies, asking you to make it a safe and sensational day. Thank you for listening to Building the Bakken. Miss part of the show? Log on to buildingthebakken.com for past shows and interviews. And no matter where I may roam, tell you people that it's home sweet home, America, America, America. Signal Media Group, a North Dakota company.